This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. What does May's housing news mean for the market? By Dave Meyer. May housing data has been released, and to the surprise of absolutely no one, new records were set for prices. The median sales price in the U.S. topped $350,000 for the first time in history, representing a 24% jump over last year and the 111th straight month of year-over-year gains. The 24% gain we saw from existing home sales in May is the largest YOY gain recorded since the National Association of Realtors began collecting this data in 1999. Sales volume and inventory. As prices continue to rise, sales volume continues to drop. Existing home sales dropped about 1% from April to May, which is the fourth consecutive month of declines. Sales volume is likely dropping for two reasons. First, Ever-rising prices are pricing many first-time homebuyers out of the market, which hurts sales. Secondly, inventory remains low. There aren't enough homes on the market for sales volume to recover in any meaningful way. There is good news in that regard, though. Inventory did increase for existing homes by about 7% from April to May. This should help improve sales figures, but it will take a more significant increase in inventory to change the current dynamics of the housing market. New housing. The dynamics we're talking about here for existing home sales are similar to what we see in the market for newly built homes. In May, the price of newly built homes was up over 18% from the previous year, while the total sales volume for new construction dipped nearly 6%. This is the second straight month of declining sales volume, but just like with existing home sales, inventory did go up about 5% in the month. 
What we see in both existing home sales and new home sales is similar. Soaring prices and decreasing sales volume. As I've said before, but I'll say again to me, this indicates that the housing market is not going to slow down in the coming months. As long as demand remains high and inventory and interest rates are low, the market will continue on this path. I know people have differing opinions about that, but the data strongly suggests that the market will continue its current trajectory for the next several months. Of course, data can change, and I'll be the first to write about it if and when that happens. Are we on our way toward equilibrium? Right now, there is an upward shift in inventory, as noted, and if that trend continues, it could help return the housing market to a healthier state. I know this is a ridiculous market, but I encourage you all to think about the long term here. It's hard to know exactly how the next few months will play out. But remember that despite rising prices and low inventory, the fundamentals of rental property investing have not changed. If you can find a cash-flowing deal, lock in a historically low interest rate, and keep a sufficient cash reserve on hand to weather any short-term cash flow problems, rental property investing still offers good returns. If you're in it for the long run, when making investing decisions, think about where you think the housing market will be and where you want to be in the next 5, 10, or 15 years. Don't worry as much about the short-term craziness that's happening. As long as you're smart, conservative, and sure to keep enough reserves on hand to weather a short-term problem. Stay the course, friends. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday there's a new episode of the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. And they drop an episode each Sunday, too. Twice a week. Sheesh. Slackers. But seriously, check out Brandon and David's show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com slash podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you back here tomorrow.